0: Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. I'm here with Dr. Jonathan Swanson. He's my husband. Welcome back, John. Good to be back. We're here to talk about dog bites, and this came up because it was National Dog Bite Prevention Week, and the American Academy of Pediatrics and some other people reached out about making some content on that, and I thought, oh, great. And then I kid you not, this happened. Talk to me, John.
1: So let's go back to midweek. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. I get up early to go for a run.
0: Like six. Slide out of Seattle. (laughs) Right, I
1: mean, kind of early. I guess there's earlier people that are out there. <laughs> no, it's I don't early. know.
0: <laughs> no, it's early. I'm just I was like setting the stage. Yeah, no. Okay. So
1: like <laughs> six in the morning, and I'm um, running in one of the local parks. That is a beautiful park. Great, great running trails, and it happens to have a dog park right next to it.
0: Right, which is like one of those dog parks. It's fenced in for like responsible dog owners who go there and take their dogs off leash and let them cruise around. Right. So we used to go there, but our dog was such a little like dog that she could, she couldn't deal with it. She got too scared of all peed the other all dogs. Over the place. Yeah, pee everywhere. Yeah, tough. So we kept her on the leash and walked around.
1: Going back to my run. Yeah. Right. So you're back I'm in the beautiful park. Back in the beautiful park, and come to this area that has like a track around a big grassy field, and uh, come around a turn, and there are two black poodles and their owner.
0: Big uh, ones, like the big guys. Like
1: the standard poodle. Right. Right. Well,
0: I'm just trying to set the stage. It's not like a little a little lap poodle.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely, we could we could call them Rottweilers. If, we were, if, if I could change the story, they'd be Rottweilers. But no, um, standard poodles.
0: Well, this is the point, right? But we're gonna get to that. Uh, drum roll. All oh, dogs bite. Okay, <laughs> carry on, carry on.
1: And uh, one of the two dogs comes after me, like kind of chases after me, is barking and growling at my legs as I'm running, and uh, I stop. And, and freak say, out! I freak out because it's freaky when a dog's growling on totally. your legs.
0: Totally, it's not okay.
1: And I say that in so many words to the owner that I felt like that was not okay. Uh, and uh,
0: at, the, at the at a high volume, probably at a
1: high volume. And I wish I could have said it in a more respectful and meaningful way than I did. Happens. It happens. Okay. Anyway, she says, "You know, if you hadn't been running, that wouldn't have happened," <laughs>
0: which was,
1: <laughs> which irked me a little bit, but. <laughs> I said, I think you should have your dog on a leash in a right. in this part of the park. So you leave. So I leave. You finish your run. I finish my run. This is Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Saturday, yeah. three days later, same time, same park. Early run. Early run. Come around the same, same, term, same, same time. Location.
0: Same location. Same time. Same location. identical.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And then we, I am then coming around that same turn, that same dog comes growling after me. And I hear her. She does not recognize that I'm the same person. He says, don't worry. My dogs are nice. And as she says nice, the dog's teeth sink into my calf. Right. Unfortunately, at that moment, I have a plane to catch. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So I say, I am the same person. Your dog just bit me. I need to go now, but you should have your dog.
0: And she doesn't have any dog tags, unfortunately. She doesn't have any dog tags. Yeah.
1: Um, So I think. You run home. I run home. You really? show me, you say, I
0: think I got bit. I think. I, <laughs> I got say, bit. I think. There's blood like streaming down the back of your legs, exactly. into your shoes. Exactly. You've and, been bit.
1: Right. So two black poodles off leash. Running in a park. Running in a park. Beautiful morning in Seattle. Beautiful
0: morning in Seattle. So I mean the message, and we're setting the stage here because, you know, when I wrote this post, I really you know, we lost our Labrador about a year ago. And um it's been it's been really hard. We had her for 13 years, and she was a lamb. And she could have – she never bit anyone. She never really growled at anyone. She never She never did that, but she could have because all dogs bite. Because dogs, when provoked, act like animals, just like we as human beings act like animals when we're provoked. We get mean. We use expletives. We speak at the top of our voice. Right, John?
1: It all comes back to that, yes. It all comes totally. back to the animal.
0: And so I think the point here is that, you know, all all dogs bite. And, and I think the statistics are – are a little bit unnerving in that you know as many as one percent of visits to pediatric emergency centers during the summer are for human animal bite wounds, and you know an estimated almost five million people are bit by dogs every year. Four hundred thousand people are bit by cats, you know, and, and other animals. So, um, but but the other thing is, as parents, you know, six out of ten of those who are bitten by dogs are kids, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because dogs act like animals when they're provoked or fearful or don't understand, and toddlers act like wild animals, (laughs) do things that they don't expect, don't know how to care for or respond to, and love to be with animals because kids are so curious and they're so typically excited about these dogs. So I think, you know, I kind of want to put the stage out there that, you know, I wrote this blog all about kind of how all dogs bite and and it's, you know, that that this kind of four and a half million is, is real and that one in five people who are bit by a dog tend to require medical attention. Now, that might be just going in to get it irrigated and cleaned. It might mean that you need to go in and get stitches. I mean, some dogs' jaws will really disrupt tissue. You know, your dog bite, you know, one thing we didn't do is figure out if they'd had their rabies vaccination, um, but you didn't need any medical care after it. So you use some antibiotic ointment, right? I mean, we wash it out. One of the most important things you can ever do is use even just tap water and run it through as long as you can tolerate. So I'd say five to ten minutes of tap water. And that's been looked at in studies where you can look at sterile water versus using tap water. Tap water is great. And the good thing about tap water, too, is that it's usually coming from a faucet that has good pressure. So you can really clean out a wound a little bit better. So going home right away and washing out a wound is a really important first step. And then making sure that, you know, you don't – you can stop the bleeding appropriately. You don't need to have your, you know, skin sewed up or cared for right away in the first few hours. Um, but the reality is that this is about prevention and acknowledgement that all dogs bite. But I think one of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast is that I wrote this blog post and then in the comment section – I make one mention in the blog post really about the reality that there are some breeds of dogs. So here's – let me – actually, let me quote it. Each year, more than 4.5 million people in the U.S. are bitten by dogs. And I go on to do more statistics. And then I say, some species of dogs are more likely to bite unprovoked or when startled – Pitbulls, Rottweilers, German Shepherds, Huskies. But this post really is intended to remind us that even a sweet lamb-like doggy of any breed gets frightened and provoked by an unsuspecting human toddler or child and may bite without even thinking of it or even just a runner, right? Um, and I got a lot of flack, and I had to stand by this data quite a bit in the comment section because people get really mad when you talk about dog breeds. And I understand it because we – love our dogs. We know there are even health benefits to dogs. Even a 2015 study in JAMA Pediatrics found that exposure to a dog during a baby's first year was linked to a 13% lower risk of asthma. We know dogs teach children responsibility and can even boost their esteem. And any of us who go through a hard time in life know, particularly now, right, when we don't have our doggy around, we know how much social support we get um, from our dogs. So these are beloved, cherished members of our families. But we can make different choices when selecting dogs. So you can select any breed of dog and raise your child safely, right? And I'm going to go over some tips on keeping kids in particular safe from dog bites. But just to go back to this point on species. So... You know, if you look at some dog statistics, and there aren't a ton, there isn't, I mean, as I've looked at it, a ton of data around dog bites, but you can go to dogbites.org, for example, and you can go to other organizations like the CDC and healthychildren.org, which is the site from the American Academy of Pediatrics, and look. But, you know, if you look at, for example, data from 2005 to 2015, and you look at kind of the dog bite fatality, meaning that, I mean, it's true, some people die as as consequences of inflictions from dog bites or from dog attacks. And there are certain breeds that are more likely to do that. So in an 11-year period, um, you know, 64% of people who died from dog attacks were killed by pit bulls. So that's a statistic that nobody likes me to say who owns a pit bull, but it's true, right? So the public deserves to know that there are some dogs that kill more often than others. So 64% of, of the deaths in an 11-year period in the United States came from pit bulls. That was 232 deaths in the United States. The second most common breed is Rottweilers at 11%. And then it breaks down to a big slew of German Shepherd, Mastiffs, Huskies, mixed breeds, which, I mean, who knows what that means? That's kind of anything. American Bulldogs and then kind of combination dogs. So I think we just have to think carefully. Well, let's be really thoughtful about how we teach our families and our community to live with dogs. We want dog owners to keep their dogs on leashes, of course, in areas because you don't want to just be a runner. Like you, John. Thank you. Yeah, um, but we can also think kind of carefully so that that some of these breeds are a bit more dangerous when it comes to life-ending or life-threatening or kind of really damaged tissue, um, you know, information. So um, again, dogbites.org is a place that you can look at that. But just as a reminder, you know, over eighty percent of attacks do cause bodily harm, and this is a real a real deal thing. So. You guys can all write in, and you can hate on me if you're a pit bull owner and a Rottweiler owner and all that stuff. But I just am saying, like, I, I, you can love up your pit bull and raise them with your child, but you have to be really careful about how you do that. So let me just go over a couple of tips around um, thinking about preventing dog bites. So we can't leave our really small children, that includes infants and toddlers, with a family dog or any other dog, um, you know, even if you've been reassured that they're well-behaved, right? So John's lesson of you're running, she says, my dogs are nice, and they bit you just because you're running, and maybe because I remembered you from screaming on Wednesday. But they tried to bite you Wednesday too, so I'm giving you the credit on that.
1: Right? I know it's a little it's a little up in the air if I caused it or not. But
0: no, but you didn't. That's not true. No, right. right. I mean, is- animals will act like animals. They were somehow interested and provoked by the action, and you were the only one in the park at six in the morning. True. Yeah. I mean, previous. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So all dogs can bite at any time. We can't leave our small children there. We have to teach our kids this is at home and anywhere else, permission before petting a dog. So, you know, it's mo- it's more threatening to a dog to pat them on the head. I remember when I learned that, I think when I was in residency, believe it or not, than it is to go for a dog underneath their jaw. You know, it's just like, if you can't see something on the top of your head, it's really alarming, and, and dogs respond to that. So teaching... Our kids to first ask permission before they pet a dog, because some dogs don't like to be pet and approached. And then making sure after they get permission to do that, that we even teach our kids, because some pet owners don't know that, to really approach the dog underneath their underneath their mouth and on their neck before touching a dog's head, so that they're not as startled and we're not as threatening. Um, letting a dog sniff you or your child before petting is is really good. And staying away from their face and tail. So I, our kids go right for the face because we're human and we're attracted to the kind of expressive part of animals. But teaching a kid to go kind of the midsection of the dog or again underneath them on their neck rather than their face or tail is good. And gently, of course. And sometimes even particularly to avoid eye contact. So you can teach your kids not to look directly at a dog in the eyes at first because that can be you know kind of experienced as threatening by a dog. The other thing is like the right time, right? So the right approach, getting permission, but the right time. So not bothering a dog that's sleeping, eating, or, or taking care of their puppies because everyone wants to be a mama bear, even a mama puppy and a mama dog. So making sure that we, kids know that, that those situations are more likely, you know, to cause a dog to act aggressively. Um, next, you know, never allow your child to run past a dog. So this brings up what happened to John. Right? I mean that running, oddly, is really provoking and tempting for a dog to pursue you. And the pursuit is kind of a game maybe to a dog, but a dog may use its jaw to play, to interact, and to engage. And so we have to teach our kids and our adults to not run past dogs who are un- not on leashes. And that sometimes, right, we get stuck in these situations where they are. I was attacked by a German Shepherd when I was in Thailand on vacation once. So I just want to say this is coming to this next point of what to do when it happens. So when I was attacked by a German shepherd in in Thailand, I was on a run, and I think I'd gone into a community where this was a guard dog, and clearly the guard dog did not know me, and um, jumped on me from behind, and I curled up into a ball, and I did not um, get bitten. But teach your child that if a dog's behaving – these are some um, tips that we've um, used from the American Academy and from other folks – but teach your dog if if, um, they're behaving – teach your child, excuse me, if a dog's behaving in a really threatening manner that – like if it's growling or barking, to avoid eye contact – to back away as slowly as they can. And then if your child gets knocked over, we really need to talk about curling up in a ball and protecting your eyes and your face. So, um, you know, we, we really we can get attacked. We can get bitten. And knowing all of that, the asking permission, knowing when dogs can be provoked even more, which is when they're you know, occupied or maybe experience more threat when they're caring for puppies or they're eating, and then learning really that um, going really slow and if something's going really bad, curling up in a ball.
1: Which I could have done. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, but, 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 <laughs> but
1: I wasn't at that spot yet.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, just really quickly, treatment for dog bites. You know, if you get bit, again, it's washing it out really quickly, calling a pediatrician or a family doc. You might want some antibiotics and to update on a tetanus shot, and you may need to really talk about rabies shots if the dog is not documented. And, of course, call 911 You know, if you're bleeding really heavily because dogs can cause severe injury, and certainly there are dog attacks and dog injuries that lead to death in this country. And, again, 6 out of 10 of those bitten by dogs are kids, so it's more relevant in some ways for us to all be vigilant but to really teach our kids johnny thanks for joining and sharing your story about the dog bite thanks for having me (laughs) yeah um i hope this helps you this summer when out and about with dogs and i hope um this will help us all feel more comfortable living in this environment with these beautiful pets the reality is parenting is a high stakes job but the good news is you've got this Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.